This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. I was recently meeting with a client of mine, and we were talking about his business that was not doing very well. And I said to him, tell me what's going wrong in your business. And he started listing out a whole bunch of problems. One of the things that he told me was that last year, before the winter, his company decided that they're going to import winter clothes. They went to China, they sourced it, they found the right suppliers, the right clothing, the right colors, styles, everything. They figured out who they're going to sell it to in America. They sourced it out. They had their customers. They had their POs. They were like going forth. They got their business model. It's going to be amazing. They're going to have a great run. Turns out, the ship that was coming in from China got delayed. Bad weather. Things weren't going right. The ship didn't come in on time. When did it show up? It shows up around February 1st. February 1st, the middle of the winter. Not too many people are buying winter clothes. You go into a retail store... Most people are gearing up September, October, November, December. That's it. You prepare for the season, you enter the season, you make your sales, and you're done. Then you gear up for the next season. Now it's spring. Now it's summer. It's always a season ahead so that you prepare for the season and you're there timely. This guy, his boat pulls into shore. They start unloading the, the, the goods. He missed it. He blew it. The styles for this year may not be good for next year. Definitely no sales for this year. They have millions of dollars sunk into inventory. And he said, my business just couldn't recover. Just We just sort of just like sort of missed the season of selling our product. And it reminded me of something that Revelle Lapian talks about. He says that in life, in Judaism, in Yiddishkeit, there are seasons. And each season has its theme that you can grab onto. And if you capitalize on the season, then you've used the season to its entirety. Whereas if you miss that opportunity, you may not get it for another year. We have various seasons. The season of Nisan is, this, is the season of Emuna and Hashem, talking about Hashkach Pratis becoming an Am. The, Nisa, the, the, the season of Sivan is the season of Chizak and learning Torah. The season of Elul is the season of crime and punishment. It's, it's the idea that a person had a plan. You went through the year. You try to fulfill your potential during the year. And maybe you didn't make it. Maybe you didn't make it. You come back once again to Hashem and you say to Him, Hashem, I had such plans last year. I had such dreams last year. I was hoping to become a more successful version of me. And Hashem, I don't know if I did it. I'm sorry, but you know what? I got dreams and aspirations and I'm going to, I'm going to hit it out of the park this year. I'm going to invest in myself. Hashem, please invest in me. We come back with this redoubled effort so that we seize the season of Elul and we don't let it slip through our fingertips. That is the season of Elul and so many people capitalize on it. Yet so many people wait and wait and wait and they wake up at that last minute and they're like, uh, Hashem, uh, help me out. <laughs> I did something wrong. I just wasted a whole month of trying to capitalize on the season that only happens once a year. Not too long ago, I was in Eretz Yisrael with my family. And a friend of mine, who lives in Meisharim, the heart, heart, heart of Meisharim, a real tzaddik, a chassidish mensch, he invited me to come to his son's chasana. So, being that I happened to be in Eretz Yisrael for the, for the wedding, I decided I'm going to stop by. So, 
I get into my car, start driving, and I'm asking people, where is this ulam, where is this hall? And people are like, ulam, a hall? There's no hall on this and this street. I was like, no, 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 there's a wedding in this hall, you know, where's the hall? And people were laughing, they go, oh, a hall? Yeah, yeah, go there, you'll see what the hall looks like. Okay, I'm like, sounds good, get to the hall. It wasn't a hall, <laughs> it was like, like a girl's school. And not like a girl's school that was like converted, like in Lakewood they have like these beautiful schools that are converted into half of it is like a wedding hall. Not like that, we're talking a school, a simple school. And I'm like, okay, he's making, you know, a more simple wedding. And I show into, I walk into the hall, and it's like right before the chuppah. And there's maybe 30, 40 aniyim, poor people who are sitting there, and they're already like eating the meal, you know? Like they came in off the street, and they're already just like eating the meal. Clearly not guests of anybody. The, the chuppah starts, they walk down, and everybody follows them, and they walk out a back door. And they're literally standing on a side street, Conducting the chuppah. Okay, I'm watching, clearly out of place, wearing my suit and hat. My hat is bent down. Everyone else's hat is either made out of fur or bent up. <laughs> my jacket is the shortest jacket there, and I'm getting a lot of stares. But you know what? Life is about experiences. Let's experience this. And the chassan and his father on the right side and his father-in-law on the left side, they're swaying back and forth and they're holding on to each other. And they're davening, and they're crying. And there's not a band, there's two men, and they're singing Ka'ech the niggin of Ka'ech Saif, Ka'ech Saif, Ignayam Shabbos. They're singing the song for 20 minutes. Literally 20 minutes. They're singing the song over and over and over. And there's a ring of men of maybe, maybe 20 men, and it grew maybe 30 men, 40 men. I think I maxed out around 40 men. And the same thing for the women. And everyone is like swaying and davening and crying. And a car drove by the chuppah in the middle and a cat ran by. And I'm sitting there looking at this and I'm like, okay, this is definitely an experience. Might as well daven a little bit. And then the Rebbe shows up and they go ahead and they give the Rebbe, you know, Sada Kedushin. He shows up and they call up Yanko, Rabbi Yanko, whatever. They call him up and he gets like the first three brachas. Okay. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's very interesting. There's no flowers here. There's no liquor here. There's no orchestra here. And there's no photographer here. Flop. Like, if I was the Hassan side, I would have been like, yeah, this is the, this is the cheapest wedding ever. Can't, can't get away with any cheaper than this. Forget any Takano hall you ever saw. There was no flop. There was, there was no flop. There was nothing. And great, they have this, this chuppah. Chuppah ends, the chassan and kala run out, and I go over to my friend, the Baal Simcha, and I shake his hand, I said to him, this was like the most incredible chuppah that I was ever at in my life. And he says, yeah, you had hana, like you enjoyed it? Like it's a little different than in America. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's quite different than in America, but I really, I, I enjoyed it. This was really beautiful. This was, this was like really a beautiful Simcha. And I... I was like, you know, it's funny. And I made him, I said a joke. I said like, you know, it's funny. Like, could you imagine if I would have taught your son as a chassan? And he like giggled and laughed. And he's like, yeah, I know you teach chassanim. He's like, you know, I don't know if you and my son would have seen eye to eye because you come from a little bit of different backgrounds. And he's like, but by the way, I want you to know, like, don't, like, don't worry. 
my son is very, very well prepared. Like, he's prepared for, for marriage. And I said, yeah, really? Like, tell me about it. And he said, oh, he spent dozens and dozens and dozens of hours with top people. They really sat with him and he prepared for the wedding and they prepared for the chuppah and they prepared for everything. And they prepared for the marriage. They wanted to make sure that the marriage was going to be a really solid home that's built on all the principles that we believe to be very strong. And it struck me. I was like, wow, that's amazing. That is amazing. Because there was a couple that I was dealing with a few months before. And there were some major issues between the couple before they got married. And every time we tried to set up some meeting to discuss these issues, oh, there's a gown appointment, there's a shetel appointment, there's this appointment. And I was like, wow, here you have a guy, you have a man who lives his life with an ideal. The ideal is, is that my marriage should be solid. He's focusing on the marriage, not the wedding. He understands the, ma- the wedding is one night. The marriage is the rest of the, rest of the couple's lives. And he, he seized the season, the opportunity to increase his marriage, his relationship, his children's marriage, his children's relationship, because they understand so much clearer than some other people do, that what the, the main part of the wedding is not the wedding. The main part of the wedding is the marriage. And when you seize opportunities in life, when you recognize on your own what's important, you, you, you sit down once a year, once a day, once a month, and talk to your spouse, you say to them, what is my ultimate goal? My ultimate goal is to make you happy. Everything else does not matter. Then what happens is you're able to capitalize on the times in your life that will truly make a difference. And if you don't capitalize on those times, then unfortunately sometimes we miss it. But if you're able to put the priority really clear in front of your eyes, and you don't miss those opportunities, then those dividends you reap for the rest of your life. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.